Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Every night, Monday through Friday, NBC brings you the Fibber McGee and Molly program transcribed, written by Phil Leslie and directed by Max Hutto. In your community, there are people of different races, creeds, and nationalities. And each one of them has something to give to the community. His strength, or skill, or knowledge to make it a better place. And each of them deserves something in return. The simple American justice of equal rights in the community life. A good place to live, a good job, a good school. When you let racial or religious prejudice influence your community life, it's yourself that you're cheating. It's your country's good name you're tampering with. Let's read the old saying this way. It takes all kinds of people to make a community or a nation strong. There was a new addition to the McGee household at 79 Wistful Vista yesterday. And both Mr. and Mrs. McGee are pretty happy about it. The little stranger, as yet unnamed, is a parakeet. He's sitting happily in his cage right now while the family flutters around him. Do you think he needs fresh water again, McGee? I'll get him some more bird seed. I just filled his bird seed in his water trough a minute ago, Molly. Isn't he cute, dearie? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Look how brightly he looks at us. Yeah, he is a chipper, little Dickens. Hi, Buster. (laughs) Isn't that sweet? (laughs) You'd like to talk, wouldn't you, baby? Don't worry. He will talk when I get through training him, kiddo. After I work with him a while, I'll have him yakking his little head off. Won't I, boy? He didn't answer you. Why well, I teach him to greet Doc Gamble every time he comes in the door. Watch this now. Look, Bertie. Here, Buster. Listen to me, boy. Listen. Hi, Fatso. Say that. Hi, Fatso. Hi, Fatso. <laughs> He's trying. <laughs> Did you hear that, Molly? You hear that? Did that sound like he was trying to say, hi, Fatso? Frankly, sweetheart, no, it didn't. Sounded more like he's trying to say, go away, boy. You bother me. <laughs> Don't make him nervous now. He has to get used to us, you know. Sure he does, and the sooner the quicker. Such a bright little thing. I'll bet we can teach him to say a few words. A few words? Boy, I'm going to teach this baby a vocabulary that'll make... Who's that? Can you see? Well, I can only see part of him through the front window there, but it looks like it might... Mm-hmm, that's him, all right. If you can only see part of him through that picture window, it's got to be him. Come in, Doctor. Hello, Dr. Gamble. Hiya, Molly. They told me downtown you bought a... Oh, is this him? Hiya, Birdie. Isn't he sweet, Doctor? We love him already. Don't get too close to him, Fatso. Ah, they're wonderful pets, Molly. I'd love to have one. Pretty Birdie. Pretty Birdie. Look out now. Don't leer at him like that, Doc. Get your face back from that cage. Want to scare the feathers off him? Oh, don't be so stingy. I'm not going to hurt your bird. Gee, I just wanted to talk to him a little bit. You go right ahead, Doctor. Oh, don't get too close to him, though. You, you, You might give him something. McGee, the doctor isn't going to hurt him. Of course not. All this fuss now over a little bird. I better cover his cage, Molly. He's liable to catch cold. Yes, he might. It's awfully windy in here. This stingy thing. Well, I don't want to be unreasonable, Doc, but I got plans for this bird. McGee's going to teach him to talk, Doctor, he says. Going to educate him. Yeah. Fine. Maybe the bird can return the favor and educate McGee. He should get along fine teaching a bird, though, at that. He's got that kind of a brain. Like a teacher, you mean? Like a bird, he means. And he's just jealous, that's all. Ha! 
I'm going to uncover him and take him out of that cage a minute, McGee. Oh, look at him cock his little head, Molly. Be careful now, kiddo. Be careful. Climb on my finger. That's the way. Come on. There we are. <laughs> he wants to join the company. <laughs> Let me hold him a minute, Molly. Perch him on my finger. No, 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 no. no. You better hold him, Molly. Uh, we'd like to, Doc, but, 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 but birds are delicate. Oh, McGee, what could possibly happen? It's too risky. I'm not going to beg him, Molly. I'll go. Oh, Doctor, I don't know what makes you... I just said you one thing, though, you selfish little squirt. You'll never wear my white coat or my stethoscope again. Well... Next time you want to have your picture taken, borrow somebody else's. I came all the way over here just to bring you something, too. But I'm not going to give it to you. Let him hold the bird, Molly. Let him hold the bird. Here, Doctor. Climb on the doctor's finger. That's it. Oh, look at him, Molly. He likes me. I'll break him of that. Nice birdie, nice birdie, pretty birdie. Cheap, cheap. That's enough. <laughs> That's enough. Here, I'll take him. boy. Well, what'd you bring me, Doc? You said you brought me something. I did. Made a special trip over here. Here it is. Yeah, well, what is it? What is it? Your August bill. Good day, Molly. Why, of all... I'll walk to the door with you, Doctor. I want to see if there's any mail anyway. If that ain't the dirtiest... So long, pigeon. He's not a pigeon. He's a parakeet. Oh, wonder if he meant me. Well, you see how it is with him, Buster. You've got to keep on your toes every minute. Now listen closely. I want you to learn this, Buster. Get lost, fatso. Go fry a pig. Get lost, fatso. Go fry a pig. Can you say that? Can't, huh? Well, we'll just have to keep that. <laughs> By now, practically everybody agrees that something ought to be done about some of our American school systems. But how much is anybody doing? You, for instance. You're a parent or a taxpayer or both. What about your child's school? Have there been any additions to the school facilities in the past ten years to take care of the increased number of pupils? How about the teachers? Do they have a fair chance to fulfill their job? Or are they working with too many students and too little pay? Is your school system one that will attract the better young men and women in the community to become teachers? If the answer is no, then you and your community have a job to do. Your local PTA and other groups are working on this job. Join them. Help your children to get the education they need and deserve. Come on now, Buster. We'll try a hard one. Say... Peter Piper picked a pepper pepper. I mean, uh, Peter Piper picked a pepper. Hmm. Too tough for you, huh? Okay, we'll try. Hi, Fatso. Yeah, come on. Oh, McGee, look what I found out in front. Passing by. Cora Burns from the mall shop. Hello, Mr. McGee. Oh, hi, Cora. I was telling Cora about our bird. Oh, that's a parakeet, all right, Mrs. McGee. (laughs) Yes, that's one. We knew that, Cora. We figured I raised them, you know, for a hobby, of course. She raises them. Yes, she raises them, dearie. I thought she might give us some hints. Oh, swell. You raise them, huh? Now, the first thing you have to do with teaching a parakeet to talk is you teach him to say his name first, you see. His name. Like if his name is Joe, you teach him to say Joe. Yeah. Joe. Or if his name is Bessie, you teach him to say Bessie. Mm-hmm. And if his name is like uh, Montmorency, uh, you change it to Joe. See? Yeah, yeah, I think we understand that. 
Teach him his name. That's in case he gets lost, huh? Well, now, I never thought of it that way. But I guess it is. Then you gotta keep talking to him. Keep talking to him if you want him to learn. Keep trying, do you? Oh, you have to just keep it up all the time. They forget, you know. Oh? They got awful poor memories. Well, we gotta remember that, Molly. We don't want to go out and leave any messages for anybody with this bird. He'll forget. How many birds have you had, Cora? Oh, I just love them, Mrs. McGee. I've had seven parakeets. Seven, huh? Oh, I don't go by any books or anything. No. I feed a special diet and everything. Oh. I got the diet wrote down at home, and I'll bring it to you the next time I see you. Oh, that'd be wonderful, Cora. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, you betcha. I got big plans for this bird. Well, I got to get on down to work now, but I'll bring that diet down. Good. You must have good luck with your birds, Cora, to raise that many. Seven of them. Oh, they learn to talk and everything. I just have one trouble, though. They keep dying on me. Hey, I'm going to get me another one tomorrow and try it again. Bye. Bye, Cora. Hmm. Better get about 20 copies of the special bird diet of hers, kiddo. Be good to write phone numbers on the back of. Yeah, well, I've got to get upstairs and sort the laundry, McGee, and then get dinner started. Okay. You better put the bird back in his cage now so he doesn't catch Okay, away. Tootsie. Okay. Back you go, Buster. Boy, the things I'm going to teach that bird, nobody will believe. I'm going to become... Come in. Hi, mister. <laughs> Hi. Well, hello, T. Come in. I was just talking to our new parakeet. Oh, what a cute little bird, mister. Hi, birdie. Hi. Mm, he's just darling, mister. I saw some of the pet shop and... But hey... Why do why do little parakeets have bent bills, Mister? Why is their beak bent over like that, hmm, parakeets? You never heard the story of how the parakeet got a bent beak, Teeny? No, no, I never did. I bet you. Well, sit down over here, Teeny. This is one of the classics. Oh boy, a story! It's been a long time, hasn't it? Yeah. You see, Teeny, many years ago... How many? Oh, 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 about a thousand years ago, there was a beautiful forest out way, way uh, out past Dugan's Lake ways. And in this forest, there was a wicked old witch, you see. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the edge of the forest, there was a little boy and girl, orphan kids. And they lived in a little cottage all alone. Oh, gee, little orphans, huh? And the woods all around them were just full of birds. Little green and blue parakeets, you see. Only parakeets in those days had long, straight bills, like a woodpecker. Gee, I like woodpeckers, mister. Yeah. Well, these little parakeets had long, straight bills and, and no voice. They couldn't sing like other birds, and the little kids were sorry for them, and they fed them. And the parakeets just worshipped those little kids. Mm. That's wonderful. Well, sir, the wicked old witch hated the little kids, being a witch, of course, and she put out the word that she was out to get them, and the poor little kids had to run for their lives. Mm, the nasty old thing. It was a bright, starry night when they started running through the woods, and the wicked old witch was right on their heels. But the whole sky helped them out. Oh, boy. The moon pulled a cloud blanket clear up over her face, and all the little stars held their breath and turned out their light. And the world went dark, and the little kids hid. Oh, boy, goody. Good for them. Well, sir, looked like they were safe for a while there, but then it happened. Oh, is this the bad part, hmm, the bad part? Yeah. Way up there in the sky, one little shooting star that had held his breath too long had to let go with a whoosh. And the whole big forest lit up. 
And there, under a great big juniper tree, the wicked old witch found the two little kids. Oh, the poor little kids. She raised her wand and commanded the tree to fall on the kids, and it looked like they were goners. But a little parakeet saw it and came rushing to the rescue. Oh, gee, well, what could he do, mister? A little bitty bird, he couldn't... Well, sir, he rammed his little beak against that tree and flapped his little wings and his beak started to bend. Oh. So he puffed out his little chest and he hollered, Help, fellas, help! I thought he couldn't talk, mister. No voice you said that. Sis, anything you want to do badly enough, if it's good, you can do it. Hmm? So he hollered, Help! And from all over the forest, the little parakeets came zooming in by the thousands. They ran their little beaks against that tree and held it till the children got clear. And then they let it drop on the wicked old witch. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm glad, mister. You know I'm really glad. And that's why from that day to this, Teeny, the parakeet has a bent beak from holding that tree up, has a voice to help his friends in trouble, and a place in the hearts of little boys and girls all over the world. You like that story? Mmm, it was a wonderful story, I bet you. Mm -hmm. I liked it. Thank you very much. The old expression, it's a small world, has new meaning today. In fact, in some ways, the world is too small for comfort. With modern long-range aviation, enemy planes bent on attack could reach the United States in a matter of hours. Of course, our government has taken steps to protect us against unexpected attack with an extensive radar screen to detect the approach of planes. But radar can't do the job alone. Eyes and ears are needed, too. The eyes and ears of patriotic citizens. Right now, the Air Defense Command needs 300,000 more volunteers for its Ground Observer Corps. Both men and women, from teenage up, can join the Ground Observer Corps and perform a valuable service for our country. Write or phone your nearest Civil Defense Center. Or write to Ground Observer Corps, Air Force, Washington 25, D.C. Say, Molly, what day is this? Today, uh, Thursday, isn't it? It's funny, it feels like Tuesday. <laughs> you know, this year every day feels like Tuesday. Yeah. Well, we'll see you tomorrow night. Good night. Good night, all. NBC has brought you the Fibber McGee and Molly program transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Doc Campbell and Elvia Allman as Cora. The part of Teeny is played by Teeny. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Fibber McGee and Molly. Just for laughs, hear Can You Top This tonight on the NBC Radio Network.